out your bed. Good morning, good morning. Don't be asleep, she. Good morning, good morning. Only that. They don't want to hear how cool you are at all. Zero. No. Are you problems? Are you problems? Oh, here's one that goes right in line with what you were talking about. Find an investor that is also a partner, not just a check. You're talking about that injecting that passion into these people that have money to give, you know? An injection of cash into your business is great, but be on the lookout for investors that can really add something tangible to your business beyond just money. An investor who can help make your business stronger, whether through advice or industry connections and knowledge, will ultimately serve you better than an investor who has money to offer and nothing more. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I think that totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, if an investor is in the same industry or they have a complementary product or your business is somehow complementing what they're already doing, it's so much easier for them to see how your project fits in or how your product fits or how successful it's going to be. So I think it's a double-edged thing. But also, it goes back to the advice thing because if they're also in the same industry they can help you build your business faster because they have experience. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they become a partner in several ways. It's not just their checkbook writing skills, which you do need, but it's yeah. also their connections in the industry. It's also who they know, which is huge in, this, in the business huge. world. Yeah. Who you know is a pretty large chunk of things in life. And then they have the Rolodex that's, that that ex extends your reach. It's, it's really good. Uh, yeah. And that's the other everybody. thing. Yeah. If they're investing in you and they're trying to, they want you to succeed. They also have the contacts to help you get there. So, yeah. that's Then my friend's a friend of mine who was raising money. He's like, oh, I want smart money. I want smart money. And uh, it's like, at some point we were like, well, dude, if someone wants to invest in you, you should just take the money. But we get what you're saying by Smart money where it's like an investor who also has like all these contacts that can help you get into places that you can't get on your own. You know, sometimes, yeah, you got to get both. You got to get that money that you just get that money. And you do need those people to have connections. You need both. You, fuck that. I'm not turning both. no money down. I got little chunks like last year <laughs> after getting told no so many times it made me cry. And, you know, we get a little <laughs> chunk and get to work with that. And we still get to keep the bulk of our ownership. That's a win. Not nearly enough money. You know how it is, even with films. It's like they give you some money, but it's not enough money. You got to figure out how to work with this money to get the shit halfway right. And it's a whole fucking thing. But I'm like, I'm going to take it still. I'm going to take it, you know? But, <laughs> exactly. you know, I'd rather have somebody just comes all in and says, I got all the hookups. <laughs> I got everything. I got all that shit. I'm like, okay. But, um, yeah, just, uh, just know that, that that partnership can be beyond just check writing, and it should be. If, if these people are who, who they are, they should probably have connections as well. Like Connie said, they want to see you succeed, so they're going to put you on. Yeah. That's what we call on the street. They're going to put you on. Right. Like yeah. Sometimes you want to accomplish something, and you just, just can't do it all on your own. Yeah. Exactly. Um, number seven, <laughs> join a startup accelerator. Let's look at this. For first-time entrepreneurs, this is what we were talking about at the top. If you guys want to find some places to go, an accelerator is it. For first-time entrepreneurs with no direct VC connections, they recommend applying to reputable startup accelerators that can lead, that can lend their network and credibility to the startup. Um, from membership opportunities to working out the kinks of your startup process, joining an accelerator can be hugely helpful for new startups. While it doesn't guarantee that you'll snag an investment, it does make your startup a more appealing investment candidate. 
Graduating from a top accelerator such as Y Combinator or Techstars does not, does not by itself guarantee funding, but it can significantly improve the odds that you would raise a follow-up round at a favorable valuation. That's just true shit. But you're putting your idea out there. That's the only thing I'll say about that. I know about Y and all these places. And um, I remember um, Slava Rubin um, years ago with Indiegogo. I remember th them coming through an accelerator and meeting him. And, and I, you know, I knew it was something new that was fresh and new. But, you know, the gigs, the uh, GoFundMe type stuff was just kind of getting started. And, you know, because he came from an a, a incubator kind of thing, there were VCs that had fucked with that before. And so they were looking at him as like, you know, well, since you're in here, you probably have a more sound idea than just somebody coming off the street. So it really does help in that way. But I've also noticed that you are putting your ideas in front of a lot of brilliant people and they will snatch your shit. They will snatch a little lick from you and put it on their idea if it works. It's like you're sharing this pool of a think tank of all these people with yeah. all these amazing ideas. And now you're getting to see everybody's shit coming to light. And it's supposed to be open source type of deal, but it feels a kind of way to have like, you like, you heard me talking about that. Or you saw that on my whiteboard. Or you saw that on my virtual whiteboard. Yeah. What but then this? that's, that's why it's like important to like already have your stuff. Like you're results showing results already. Like you have it built already. So it's not like you're just having ideas on paper, right? Like yes. if you have something, it's already there. People can see like, oh, you did it, you executed on it. Because if it's just a bunch of ideas, everybody's like sharing ideas, everybody's taking ideas. It's good and bad, right? Because at the same time, yep. you're getting ideas that improves your thing, but they're also getting ideas from you. So it's a two-way thing. But if you already have something built with your ideas and then you're just like improving upon it, you're then you kind of already have shown like, like this was my idea because, I mean, you have Concept. something, right? It's not just... I got an idea or here's a piece of paper with my ideas on it. It's like, no, I built this thing. Now we're going to evaluate that and like improve upon it. Yeah. It's just makes your whole deal more solid, more footing and yeah. more sure footing, you know, because um, people are like, oh yeah, they built it. Not only did they talk about it or just whiteboard it or brainstorm it, but they built it. So built everything it. that yeah, they're they doing is validated at some point to, to, yeah. to be, to be, uh, what is a proof of concept? That's what it is. So proof of concept. Yeah. So I, I, I'd say, like, if your first time, I mean, you, you probably should just be around people like this. Like you said, um, like-minded people, people that lift you up, people that know the game. Yeah. Then you're going to learn right. from them and you'll be able to move a little bit better than just going through all the hard knocks that a lot of us, I know I went through a, hot, a lot of hard knocks before I got the growth thing. By the time I got the growth thing, I was like, help me, God, help me. Y'all gotta help me. I don't know what else to do. And they put us through this four or five month process of what we really were. And it was like, oh, it was, I mean, just got my ass whipped over it because it was like, yeah, you no, languishing all good, these years. You grew a lot. You grew a lot yeah. in that period. I, and I yeah. was like, oh, okay, I can see it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It was painful, but necessary. And I couldn't have done it without their kind of expertise in these areas because they do it all the time. It's just like, oh, okay. So definitely the accelerator will be a place that you can you can even uh, exercise some of your networking skills as well. So it's a great place to be, I guess. But have have your have your concept working. That's what Connie's talking about. Like have some proof of concept. Doesn't have to be perfect. But just have but that prototype kind of there. Build something. Yeah. yeah. Like get your idea out there. Like, so it's not just an idea anymore. 
Yep. I think that's the key thing. Uh, and that goes into the next thing. What is it? What's the next thing? Which is follow through. Oh, so yeah. yeah, it's like follow through both on a number of levels, right? There's follow through on your idea, but there's also following through with like, if you're networking with people and you say, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to send you this, I'm going to call you, then it's the follow through that's important. And it's the ongoing follow through. And I think like that is important because I know there's a lot of times where I've met people, I'm like, okay, I'm going to call you. And then nobody ever hears from anybody. But if you do follow up and then you're like, hey, I'm going to send you this. And I've also had people that were like, oh, hey, I saw your thing, but I'm not interested. And you're like, okay, well, let me call you back in like three months because I'm going to work on this, but I'll call you back. And they're like, yeah, sure. Then, then you call them in three months. Then they're like, oh, okay, you're calling me. Okay, let me hear what you got to say. Then they still might not be interested, but then you... But then you build a rapport because you're like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You're not interested, but I'll follow up with you in like another couple of months just to show you where we're at. And people are normally like, okay, that's cool. You can call me. I'm curious now. And then at some point down the line, they're like, okay, like I, I believe in you and you followed through. You've done what you said you were going to do. You've kept in contact with me, but you haven't been annoying and you haven't been like, just knocking on my door, like asking me for stuff, but you're just following up with like, hey, I wanted to give you an update. Hey, like I got this accomplished. I got this other thing accomplished. Like, let me give you an update. And so I think that it can go a long way. And it goes a long way in people's faith that you can actually do something and follow through. Right, because like sometimes you meet people at networking events and they're not going to just give you money right away. They're not necessarily even wanting to give you that much time right away. <laughs> or you can like introduce you to people because they're like, I don't know you. I don't know what you're, who you are, what you're going to do, if you're going to be flaky, or if you're going to be this way or that way, or you cannot, you know, you're just talking, you're fluff. But, you know, over time, people like see you develop, they see you moving forward with something they see your persistence they see your idea grow and then you're, they people respect that you know and so once they get to a point where they're like okay i respect her because she had an idea she executed it and it doesn't even matter necessarily like how successful it is but if you follow through you kept them updated and then you executed your idea they're like they want to hear more Yep. Right? And they're willing to also introduce you to people that might be able to help you get move your project farther because they're like, okay, now I know your character. I'm going to yeah. give you advice or I'm going to introduce you to someone or, you know, like I, at least I respect, they respect you. Yeah, because you know? um, your contacts are very valuable assets. And if you turn people on to people that you haven't vetted properly or that haven't proven themselves to you and you're turning them over to other people that are in your network, prized possessions within your network people that trust in you because of who you are you can damage your relationship with people because somebody else that you turned them on to fuck them off in business and the only reason they dealt with them at all was because of your recommendation i have that situation happen to me there's people that are in my network that if they say something to me is worth me checking out i check it out because they said so not because i'm particularly interested in the person that they're going to be turning me on to I wouldn't care about them at all. But this person that I respect says I should meet you or that we might be able to get on on some, some level. But if I end up dealing with those people that that person turned me on to and those people fuck me off, I'm not going to be so inclined to get any people coming through that conduit again. 
And what I can tell you about this whole shit is that people like me and Connie, we do shit all the time. Some stuff is successful. Some stuff, you know, has to build over time. But one thing I can tell you is we're the people that are later in life going to be the people that other people are going to come up to and ask for help. What's the common thread is that the people that we're asking for help for, from now, they've been us. They know what it takes. <laughs> they are saying, like, be a follow-up person, but don't bug me. Do shit and make sure when you're hitting at me that you're hitting with something that sticks because they were us and they know what it takes. So they really appreciate you following up. They appreciate your tenacity. They appreciate your perseverance. They appreciate all that. If they see that in you, they see a part of themselves. That's yeah. how they got to where they are is that, that they were you. And so you play that right. You don't become annoying. You don't bring stupid shit to the table that will damage them. They will believe in, in your persistence. And they will believe in, like, at least picking up the phone and saying, you know what? You're still in this game? I remember myself being at the same stage where I could have quit and I kept going. I remember when I needed money and I had to keep getting no's in my face, one no after another until it's 20 no's in a row. And yeah. then you get the one yes. I know what it's like to get those no's. So I'm going to give you my ear because of what you're showing me what you're proving to me, your tenacity matters, your persistence matters. And that person that you're talking to was you. Remember that. Yeah. And I appreciate that too. If someone calls me for advice and then they call me in the future to say thank you, like they listened and they are like, oh, I really appreciated you talking to me and I did what you, and they got what they wanted. I really, I like to hear back from people and it is nice when people are are grateful or gracious about things, you know? And so, like, if I, somebody does something for me or they, you know, introduce me to someone or they give me some advice, like, I want to be respectful to them as well and be, you know, thankful and, and, yeah, and show, like, that, I you know, I really appreciate that. And, like, you're busy, but you gave me time to, like, talk to me, answer my questions, listen to my idea like answer questions and so i'm i you know i'm like oh i mean you need to i just want to call me and say thank you because <laughs> i'm like i was there now i'm here like <laughs> yeah because i listened to what you had to say you helped me out there's so many instances where i go through things and i i, I vet people a lot but i'm connected to things that have levels as well but i'm not going to ever take somebody that i haven't vetted over here into these other places because this is hugely valuable to me. This, this space that I can get into because of my connections is very valuable. I'm not going to bring every Tom, Dick, and Harry that I meet over here in my shit over to this shit. You got to really prove yourself over here before you're ever going to get over here. We can do 78 records over here before you do one over here. That's because here you can function. Over here you cannot. I'm not going to fuck anything up because those connections are... you. You can't get back what you fuck up over there. You're fucking out. You cannot get it back. If something fucks up over there, you're kicked out of the club. You're done. So everybody that's over here, you got to go do a vetting thing. And I'm not just going to put you on just automatically, willy-nilly. You're going to have to show me some shit first. You're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to be great at what you do. And you're going to have to show me that you have what you said earlier, integrity, <clears throat> trust, those kind of those kind of intangibles beyond the skill sets and the money and stuff. It's like, can I even trust you? Can you, are you a kind of person, if I put you in a situation, you're going to go on your own and forget about how you got there 
like you said, if someone helps you out, you're going to shout them out. You're going to say, thank you. Thank your company. Thank anything I can do for you in the future. I want to do anything that you help me with. I'm going to make sure people know that your advice helped me get to where I'm going. That's all I ever asked for people in my situation. I'm just like, shout out HTI. You might've met somebody fantastic in my circle. Shout out HTI. I don't even give a fuck about even getting a piece of the money all the time. Sometimes, yes, but not all the time. But shout out my company because you would have never met these people had you not come to the doors that I paid to have open. You got to remember the people that help you up, that give you the hand up, and you got to be a person that they can trust with the information, with the with the assets that they turned you on to. Some people don't get that shit. It's got to be a circular kind of situation. Those relationships matter, man. They fucking matter more than anything. More than anything, a bad reputation will ruin you. We were talking about oh. the prince, Andrew. It's like his reputation's ruined. Too much screwing. <laughs> <laughs> well, reputation ruined too much. Like, yeah. Took you down on reputation. So that's the commodity. So, you know, we want you to follow through. We want you to come at us with a verve and with a certain persistent charisma. A manageable um, um, persistence, though, and and yeah. and we want to see what you do. We want to see that with or without us, you're doing shit. That's a that's that's a that's yeah. a titillator. We love to see that. <laughs> um, what do we got? Number yeah, nine. Follow through is important because that is like that. You're building your reputation there right. by how you follow through. If you follow through, if you don't follow through, all that. So, all right, number nine. Share user engagement and metrics. Your user reviews are your best weapon going into a pitch. So you just got to you gotta go in to figuring out what people like and, and, and what they don't like, right? So uh, there's a person uh, at this startup, Unplugged, that says, we have a spreadsheet with a list of our top customers. For each customer in the list, we include additional data such as quotes from the customer, how much they pay, how long they've been a customer, and how many times they've upgraded their software plan. So that goes right into what you were saying before, Connie, where it's just like they are act actively selling their product and being proof of concept, and they're using that data to talk to the investor about what works and what doesn't work, but, what their customers yeah, like and what they, they don't like. they know their customers, but they also can show the numbers. Like, hey, this is how many. These are our customers. Here's our rating. This is what people think about us. Here's what the consumers think about us. So, you know, now we just need to grow because people want our product. So we need more. We need more reviews. Oh, we're gonna be coming up on that. We yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're coming up on this that this year. Trust. Um, huh? This is Number a good 10. one. This is Connie can speak to this one. Number ten. Take advantage of the online fundraising market, and you can take that away, Connie, because you've gone through grants and seed and spark and all that shit. And what have you oh, learned? Oh yeah, crowdfunding. Uh. I mean, I think this is a good way to get the message out there. I mean, I think sometimes you got to look at crowdfunding or crowdsourcing as also like a marketing tool because then you're like hitting all of your peers and friends and family and you're sending the message out and then you're asking them to spread the message. Even if they're not contributing directly, they can like help spread the word. And so I think that this kind of crowdsourcing is a good use. It's useful for that. And then it also shows investors that you're also raising money yourself, right? Like either yeah. like you're putting some money in, you've got skin in the game, your friends and family believe in you, they're putting skin in the game, but also, you know, you're going out to the community 
and raising money. And so it shows that there's a level of people that believe in you, especially if you get online investors who are not friends and family and it's other people. Cause then it's like, Oh, then there is really like a market for what you're selling. And so investors can look at that. I know when I apply for grants and other money, I always put like, you know, how much money we raise through crowdfunding and then that's supplementing how much money there I'm asking them to invest. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it, and it takes work, you know, putting those crowdfunding campaigns together. Takes, um, it's like it's a full-time job in itself because you're building. What was the, I mean, what was the most annoying part of it? What, what was the most annoying part of it for you? I mean, you know, when you're doing that, you also have to have a whole marketing strategy and, and social media plan around that because you're trying to get that message out to as many people as you can. So it's all of your network and then people outside of your network. And that's the biggest thing is like, how do you reach people that are outside of your network? Because a lot of times people that are in your network, they're going to put in, you know, 10, 20, 50, $100 and they're going to, but it's when they're telling their friends who you don't know and it gets out there. And then, if people find you that are not in your circle, then you're like, oh, wow. Then people are actually like, that's a cool thing. Then you really know, like, it's something interesting because, you know, when you get your friends, they're going to, they're going to put in a little bit of money. But when it's people that don't know you and they're putting in money, then you're like, oh, okay, there's something of value there. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, right. Cause then you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so then it means like, oh, somebody actually believes in this idea. They want to, see it they think that it's a cool idea they're going to put some dollars to it and so i think when investors see that and they all but they also see that okay this number of people invested this amount of money was raised then it's kind of like you're not coming in with like i just have an idea you're like coming in with like okay i have an idea plus i have this amount of money and i have this number of followers and supporters and people that we can just contact like right away who are interested in this product or this idea or this whatever Funny that your friends and family are the ones that fund you at first even though they're the ones that are gonna they're gonna they're, friends and family be some of your first funders nine times out of ten if you're a first-time entrepreneur some it's friend or some family member yeah. will end up being a, a big funder of what your idea is yeah. but at the same time you expect that from your friends and family and that does not validate your idea as much as that they, they have a big heart for what you're trying to do yeah but when but outside know, people come yeah, in it's I like oh not that either because there's a lot of businesses where it was friends and family that got them off the ground initially and the reality is it is friends and family that are going to be your initial initial investors it's either going to be yeah. out of pocket or it's friends and family and i think these crowdfunding um websites give people a way to give you money and in a way that's somehow separate than you like just calling them up and saying, Hey, give me $5,000 that there's like a platform for them to either donate money. If it's like, um, seed and spark or Indiegogo or go, uh, Kickstarter. But then there's also like investor websites for crowdsourcing that are like true investors. Um, and so then you can go out, for larger money and it's an investor platform. So, I mean, I think that for the initial stages, that's a lot of the way that you're going to get money. Um, just to and get you get call idea. to actions for those people too, because you can tell them to send, you can have in your email, push this link and send to your email list. And that one call to action 
that friend that really is just like, if you tell me to do something and make it easy for me to do it, I'll do it for you because I love yeah, you, Connie. And, and if you just make it super easy for me, I'll send it to 100 people with one click of a button. You give me the link. I CC my whole contact list. Is that what you want me to do? Because I want to feel not, I don't want to feel guilty of not doing it. And you gave me something that I can execute, that's easy to execute, and I love you enough to do it for you. That's power right there. Now these people that don't, that aren't your family or friends that are part of this other network are seeing your shit. When you, like you said, when you start getting money from those people, you know, you got something because people are like, oh, wow, I kind of like this. I'm going to give $25, $50 too. You know, because it's easy. It's passive. It's like, oh, I give, I just, like I don't care if you give me a signed uh, autograph picture. I don't care if you let me come onto the set. I like how you presented your idea. I'm going to give you $10. And that's from some network of a friend or a family member that's sent it to some people in there. It's that easy, you know? I like the cut of her jib of her chin. She, she really passionate about her shit. I'll give her $10. People give $10 for the dumbest shit in the world. They'll give it to you. They'll give it to you. They don't have to know you. They have to know who you know. So you tell that family member or that friend, hey, send it to your people. They'll do it. You just got to make it easy. Just got to make it hella easy. You just make it easy. Yeah, exactly. You did all that work. You put together your social. You put together a spiff with all these products, the things that people could come and see, things that people can come and do. Connie put on an auction. She put, pulled together her artwork, the stuff that she's painted, her canvases. I mean, she had raffles. I mean, you want to talk about putting in work, man. You, you, If you've seen her funding her film and getting it the first um stage of funding going she was doing all of that by herself spending hours and hours and hours and hours on writing grants and just contacting oh, her network of people grants. saying i need you guys to come and help me if you can help me you know and it was all like on that sweat equity that she's in positions now that can further what she wants it's because people saw that she's gonna do it not gonna quit till it's done it's gonna get it going <laughs> next thing we know she's on a virtual stage and with cutting edge technology and all because she had an idea that she executed, you know? So it's fundraising online and grants business. It's serious business, but you got to put in the work. Got to put in the work. Yes, it is putting in the work and getting people, you know, and then a lot of it is like people that I know helping out, you know? So that's the other side of it is like having a like a team of people that also believe in the idea and like willing to like put in time. So but you love, they, they believe in you that much. They show you love. And that's why you can never forget those people. That's what we were talking about. Don't, don't exactly. get all that help. And then they're in the dust and you forget about them, you know, and definitely when they need help, be there for them as well. You know, so it's a circular thing always. And it's a small circle, trust me. So you don't want to fuck those people off. It's <laughs> hard to replace. A lot of people won't give you shit. They like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I won't. I won't lose a wink if I missed out on a hundred million dollars. I'm not giving you shit. I don't believe in shit. I don't try shit for myself. I'm definitely not trying you. But there's other people that will give up their time, energy, and money to help you succeed. And you got to remember those people the whole yeah. time, the whole fucking time. Um, last one. I think it's important too. Avoid following the crowd. How many times have you heard that cliched statement? Avoid following the crowd. It says to attract the attention of an investor, make sure your product solves a real problem. We were talking about it. Too many entrepreneurs simply try to reinvent the wheel. So avoid being one of those people. Um, there's a guy named Jeff Hammerbacher. He's a founder and chief scientist of Cloudera. Oh, how fancy. That's a nice name. Um, he put it like this. 
the best minds of my generation are thinking about how to make people click ads. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> he, said, he says, I found more investors than I expected who were tired of funding Me Too apps and incremental advances. So that, like, that's true. Like the thing we hate most about the internet and about television itself and media itself is that we got to deal with ads. But to make people say, I want to click on that ad, that's some tricks to that game, yes. you know? <laughs> says build something first, whatever business you're in. Do it as scrappy as you can and get users and revenue. There are many ways to do this thinking outside the box. As the old proverb goes, fortune favors the bold. Do something wonderful. I love that. Do something wonderful. That's okay. beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just do something wonderful. It's not that, that hard. That is the thing. I think it's interesting because thinking about these ads and what you could click through to, I mean, there's so many ads and I'm always like, skip, skip, skip. And it's very rare that it's something where I think, oh, maybe I need that. <laughs> like, I mean, I need to click through. It's like, oh. You gotta make ads like the ads. fucking lottery. I'm always giving but up the these ideas. Is, like, I only want ads at certain times. Like when I'm doing something or I'm like, I don't want ads. Like I only want ads when I'm actually looking for something. And then if the right ad comes up when I'm like, oh, trying to get something done, then it's like, then it makes sense. Yeah. The only way you can do this shit is to <laughs> literally pay people when they click on an ad. That's the only way. That's the only way. And people don't do that because anybody, people will do anything for money, right? So they'll <laughs> click on a, the, the soap ad and they'll literally sit there so that the IP records that they sat there for three and a half minutes they're not going to buy the product, but they're going to get that $5 for what that was. That just worked counter to what the companies want. So if, cause if they could pay you to click on their shit and buy it, they would do it. They would do anything in the world to make you click on their ad and want their product. It can't work with just money. So you got to get people to feel like it's like a, um, you know, like how they do um, some it's of the commercials. And it's benefiting their life. <laughs> just like everything else. Is well, it going to be funny? Oh, is it going to benefit me? Okay. Yeah. Well, bug assault. That thing that shoots salt at flies. Oh. <laughs> that guy made eleven million dollars or some shit. Yeah. Why do people like, buy it? Because it just looked goofy enough to like. Oh, okay, I gotta see what that. No, shit but is. you know the thing. Curiosity. Is flies in the house, and if it actually like gets them, you're like, thank you. I, when there's a fly in the house, you're willing to pay whatever twenty bucks to like kill. If you have a yeah. But that bugs. product, we have fly swatters, Remember we have electrocution we techniques. We little bugs flying around, and we were like, it was making us, it was making me crazy. Making and me, I was I like, like oh, that bug assault works, I would like get that. I mean, I put out bowls of vinegar, bowls of red wine, Tennessee, bowls of yeah. honey and red wine to catch those little things. And yeah, if something works, I'm like, okay. But I'm saying that that Someone give me a product, bug zapper. Like it's like a tennis racket, but it zaps right, it's electric. I was gonna say that's what I was gonna say. We have electrocution techniques for these daggone insects. We've got fly swatters. We've got paper magazines. So this product, when you see it on TV, it's more like this is some goofy shit. I'm gonna. It's really salt. goofy, but then you're like, well, it's twenty bucks, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I'm, you don't even have to prove your concept. I will buy it because you sold it to me in a way. I'm like, why not? Fuck it. I'll fuck with it. I don't even believe it's going to work like that, but I'll actually spend the money to see. That is the perfect product right there. It's not something that anybody necessarily yeah. needs. It's not something <laughs> that they would necessarily like, even believe that like works. salt everywhere. Yeah. 
That's what that's what your brain is thinking. It's like, okay, you put salt in this shit and then you shoot and you miss. Where does the salt go? All over the, the fucking floor. place. I gotta sweep up. Yeah, I gotta sweep up salt all the time because I'm trying to get a fly. That motherfucker's fast. So it's a product that you don't even believe it will work, but you'll still spend $19.99 plus. But I want to see, I would love to try it out. It's kind of like one of those things like, oh, there's some satisfaction of like shooting at something. Even if it makes a mess. I mean, I don't, I haven't gotten it, but I'm like, well, how much of a mess could it make? <laughs> it's just a little bit That's what I mean. The perfect product doesn't have to be something you need or something that you necessarily believe will work. It's just your curiosity is peak so much. That oh, commercial is so silly. It, is, like, it looks of, like it works in the commercial. You have like a bunch of mosquitoes and flies flying around. And you're like, I need something. And you know, they're some- like, hey, this is going to work. This is going to get rid of your bugs. Like, you're like, okay. You got okay, this idiot with this vanilla candle. Let me get that. Okay. Uh, you got this goofy idiot of an entrepreneur. He's actually genius. He's not an idiot. He's an idiot savant, but he's showing himself and it's working. It's working. Every fly is getting pegged off. You know, as a consumer, as an adult consumer of, of a certain wisdom, that it ain't going to work like that in real life, but you'll still try it. You'll still give it a shot. You're looking at it like that's some bullshit. But he's funny when he's doing What if it did work like that? I'm going to see. Then you get it and you tell your friends, I got one. And then I've had this, like, it doesn't work exactly how it looks on TV in the commercial, but the commercial looks so cool, like it works, because oh, why do we so have to improve the fly swatter? Club, right? The Dollar Shaving Club? Yeah. Like, what is that called? The Dollar, Dollar... Dollar Shave Club. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that guy was a genius. His that commercials guy... were fucking the shit. It was great. He just wanted to try it out because the commercial was excellent. Yeah. I end up going with Harry's. For my razor stuff, but you know, that one was the one that got my attention about this whole service that Gillette was catching up with. That uh, Schick was—they were catching up with this stuff. By the time Harry's and uh, Dollar Shave Club, they were—they were leading the market with it. You know, it's just like cab drivers was like, "What happened? Uber and Lyft? Wait, 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 wait. What happened? That's how these guys with the with the, every month these new razors will just come to your house." It's Gillette genius. did all the research, <laughs> R&D, and then these guys are like, oh, we're just going to make a triple blade. No, now we're doing a quad blade. Oh, now yep. we need five blades. Now we're just going to ship it to you every month. And so we're going to get your money every month. The packaging is Ding, immaculate. Ding, you got, Ding, it's, it looks Ding. so pretty. The colors oh, are yeah. bright. Harry's little woolly mammoth is so cute. Yeah. That's my, 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 my shit looks all sleek and blue. It's blue. We got the five blades. Feels good. You know, and I don't have to think about the razors anymore, you know? No. It's silly. And Gillette was like... But it worked. But I also... I mean, I use Gillette. I mean, if I if I were going to shave, I like Gillette. But I've heard that their blades are better. But I don't know. Anyways. Um, Gillette's been doing it since the World Wars, huh? They've been, they've been supplying the military forces and things like that. So they got the market as far as that part. But I mean... Harry's and Dollar Shave Club gave it to the rest of us, like, oh, you well, know, they were like, hey, now we know. And it comes to your door, because we know you need this every, you use this every day or every other day. You are using it for the rest of your life, every other day, unless you got a beard. And, like, we can just supply it to you straight up on your door. No, <laughs> you don't even have to think about it. You're like, oh, I'm running low on plates, but I don't have to think about it. You can use Gillette, because you don't get too hairy. That's your no. blessing. You're not a very hairy person in general. Even though you have beautiful hair, you're not hairy. It's getting dry now. Yeah, so I, I cut it. Yeah. Myself, I cut it myself. Look. I don't know. 
I tried. We have a whole behind the scenes. We have a whole behind the scenes hair moment with her. We'll put it out there maybe one day. She's like, I cut it myself. I tried to just tighten it up. Yeah, I tried to clean it up here at the ends. I'm not, I mean, it it looks a little weird now. I gotta say, but not that weird. (laughs) I started going on a tangent. But it is a little weird. Like, it doesn't. (laughs) Let's not get back on your hair because we'll be on it for 10 minutes. We got our foolproof, 11 foolproof ways. What we learned is very valuable. You'll see the link at the bottom. 11 foolproof ways to convince people to invest in your business. As first-time entrepreneurs, um, just take these tips to the bank because Connie and I have gone through it or are going through it, and we're telling you the truth. We are telling you the truth by what we've lived, and these are, this advice is very sound. It, it really is, and uh you know, go out there and make your shit happen. Make your shit come true. Show them. Don't just tell them. Show them. You know? That's all I got. That's all we got. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. All right. I'm Art. I'm Connie. And this is the Get Up Team Podcast with Art and Connie. And like, follow, subscribe, please. Tell your friends. And? And eat a little sunshine for breakfast. Get sleep sheet. Don't do it. Peace.